And hello, everyone, and welcome to the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. I am Vic Batista, along with Nathan Jones, and we're transmitting live from 102.3 FM, truthfm.tv, as well as tweetcasting.tv, and our various networks. So we thank you for tuning in for today's program, as we're going to be looking at Daniel's mighty angels in the book of Daniel, as we look at the 70th week of Daniel in chapter 9. And of course, our lines will be open, the local number, to text in your questions or your comments at 305-992-9537 or 321-END-TIME, 321-363-8463. But before we continue, I'm going to ask Nathan Jones if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for this opportunity to study your word. We just pray you'll open up Daniel 9 to us. Lord, help us understand what you have meant to yes. teach us, because it's so vital to understanding of the end times in your ministry. We just praise you for it. We bless and thank Amen. Again, you're tuning to The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones, looking at Daniel, chapter 9, the 70th week of Daniel. As the mighty angels declare to us these incredible prophecies that will be taking place. Hey, today's program is sponsored by Calvary Chapel Aventura. The Truth Will Set You Free in Calvary Chapel Broward. And you can find more information here on TWAVE.TV. Also, want to encourage those of you that are watching and listening. Hey, keep us in prayer. We're in need of prayer partners. If you would like to join us, give us a call at 305-992-9537. And let us know that you want to be part of the prayer partners. Also, want to encourage you to keep in prayer some wonderful evangelistic outreach opportunities with Samaritan's Purse as they do Operations Christmas Child Every year, Franklin Graham's ministry, as well as the Billy Graham's Evangelistic Association, you can find more information here. And we'd love for you to be part of that and be a blessing to a child this Christmas. And of course, more information you can find here on TWAVE.TV about our various networks and also the wonderful programs that we have here during the week. But before we continue, I'm going to welcome Nathan Jones to our program. Nathan, it's great to have you on. Always great to be on, Vic. Thank you so much. It's always, always fun to have you, and the weeks go so fast, but they also come very quickly, so I'm glad you're back on. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Just like we uh, just uh, talked about, uh, Daniel 9. I know, I know, Nathan. So we're excited for, for all the wonderful things that God is doing, and not only here, but also uh, in your ministry there with Dr. Reagan. Can you talk to us briefly, Nathan, some upcoming events and maybe your contact information for someone who's new to Lamb and Lion, so maybe they can get a hold of you guys? Well, Lamb and Lion Ministries is a Bible prophecy teaching ministry. Our mission is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ, and we do that through a variety of outreaches. Our television show, Christ and Prophecy, which is found all over the world on uh, Church Channel, TVN, Daystar, other networks. And folks can uh, check us out at uh, lamblion.com or christandprophecy.org. And there we've got on our website uh, all sorts of television shows. We've got articles, newsletters, yeah. social networks. Brother, you name it. We, got it. we want to share God's Word, get people excited about Jesus coming back. Well, I'm very excited. Nathan, you, you and Dr. Reagan, you guys travel all over the place. Dr. Reagan is actually in California right now, right? Yes, uh, we, we do. Uh, the evangelists on staff do travel and to conferences and church services and uh, even overseas. And we also take trips to Israel and teach people around Israel. And uh, yeah, uh, Dr. Reagan is at Don Perkins Conference on the West Coast in San Diego and that's one of our sister ministries, and we recommend Don's ministry according to prophecy. And, uh, yeah, so, brother, Exciting. Uh, I'm looking forward to coming down to Miami again. Uh, we, there was a conference in Hialeah, yeah. almost next door to where you guys are located, and uh, looking forward to seeing you at that conference. 
That is exciting. Nathan, I'm actually we're looking at your website. You guys have done some beautiful upgrades. I actually noticed it's really cool because you have your next upcoming events. And in 23 days, 21 hours, 52 <laughs> minutes and 56 seconds, it seems you have an upcoming conference. Yeah, yeah, we did upgrade our website. Uh, my uh, associate Stephen and I uh, worked the last year in getting our website. It's mobile friendly, it's responsive, and uh, we wanted to be people to have uh, better searches and just be able to find the information and, and give it a, a new, fresh, modern look. Uh, there's some uh, awesome websites like Are We Living in the Last Days that are Bible prophecy related that have really great looks to them, and we wanted ours to be real visually appealing, but also make it so that people could find the information easier and so that was the purpose so we did but you know you're always upgrading twave.tv as well so uh very important uh, to keep that uh, updated so that people can get the information as quickly and easily as possible well nate and you and i are two tech geeks and so i guess we can call each other that right <laughs> and, and, and technology is always actually by the way i really enjoy your teaching on uh, technology that's on YouTube. So that's why we're airing that in our network here during the week as well. And uh, oh, the Lord. yeah, and people need to recognize, Nate, there's a lot of opportunities now with the new iPad devices, iPhones, where they can really get this information wherever they are. Well, look at you. You've got techno stuff all over your, your desk there. You're just <laughs> not wearing your watch. No, I got it. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> No. Oh, okay, I was looking at the wrong hand. Yeah, there, there you go. Nathan, we're so, and for those people that are probably listening to the program, they're thinking, what are these two guys laughing about? Well, they need to go to twave.tv to watch it, right? Exactly, yeah, twave.tv. And, uh, you know, I've had someone ask me this week about taking this show and embedding it on their website so people can also embed it on their website, right? Absolutely, Nathan. And if they need more information, we can give them the embed code and, uh, you know, whatever they need. So absolutely. And uh, you also have a Vimeo channel? Yes, we have Vimeo now and uh, uh, slowly working with YouTube and uh, Twitcasting. We want to get in as many social networks as possible, Nathan. Well, fantastic. We do the same thing. Uh, we even have a Lamb and Lion app, which is available on pretty much yeah. every device out there. So. Brother, any way that we can That's use right. technology to reach people for Jesus Christ, Lamb and Lion Ministries is trying to do that, and so is uh, T-Wave.TV. That's right, Nathan. We believe that the Lord is coming very soon, right, Nathan? And therefore, we want yeah. to put as much information in people's hands as possible, wherever they might be. Exactly. And the, I just think that the Lord is really blessed this time period with so yeah. many different communications technologies. Uh, we need to use them to get the gospel out. Absolutely. So I want to thank you, Nathan, for sharing all the wonderful contact regarding the ministry there. And we're very excited because as we're making our way, uh, looking at God's mighty angels in the book of Daniel, and we're talking about Daniel's 70th week again as this incredible revelation. It's really been exciting, right, Nathan, to see how God is opening up this incredible prophecy. So we want to encourage anyone watching or listening, follow along with us, get your Bibles Ready, open them to Daniel chapter 9 as uh, we take you into this wonderful tour in the book of Daniel and this incredible prophecy. So, Nathan, you've been doing such a great job in opening up these scriptures for us. And um, this week we're going to continue there, Daniel chapter 9, beginning on verses 20 uh, through verse 24. Just in case someone out there doesn't have a Bible, uh, maybe they can follow along with us. Will you be able to open us up with that, Nate? Sure. 20 through 24, Daniel chapter 9. Now I was speaking, praying, and confessing my sin and the sin of my people Israel, and presenting my supplication before the Lord my God for the holy mountain of my God. Yes, while I was speaking in prayer, 
the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision at the beginning, being caused to fly swiftly, reached me about the time of the evening offering. He informed me and talked with me and said, O Daniel, I have come forth to give you skill to understand. At the beginning of your supplications, the command went out, and I have come to tell you, for you are greatly beloved. Therefore, consider the matter and consider the vision. Mm. Seventy weeks are determined for your people and for your holy city to finish the transgression, to make an end of sins, to make reconciliation for iniquity, to bring in everlasting righteousness, to seal up vision and prophecy, and to anoint the most holy. Mm, amazing. And of course, Nate, you and I talked about Daniel's prayer in chapter 9 the week before that. Can you recap for us a few things there before we move on to this incredible prophecy? Well, Daniel was doing what he, he does three times a day. He, he goes up and he prays to God, and uh, he's asking for forgiveness for his sins. He's asking for forgiveness for the sins of his people. Right. And he's praying, you know, again, Daniel was at a time period where the Babylonians had come down and they'd taken all the Jewish noblemen and leaders and, and people with any kind of power and ability, and they just exported them. They, they exiled mm -hmm. them out of Jerusalem. They destroyed Jerusalem, left it a heap of rubble. Only the poorest of the poor were left in the land. And all of Daniel's people were in exile in Babylon. And so he was praying. He wanted the Lord to, to rescue them, to fulfill the time period that they would be in exile and bring his, their people back to Jerusalem to rebuild it again. Mm. So I just think that's a wonderful example of how we should be praying today. Yeah. So as Christians, we shouldn't be just hitting a little prayer maybe once a month or something. I every day, <laughs> Daniel, three times a day. Now, you don't have to do three times a day, but every day. Daniel was praying and he was asking for forgiveness for his sins and how important that is that we ask for forgiveness yeah. for our sins and he was asking for the sins of their people. And we, we should pray for the United States. If you're yes. an American or whatever country you're from, you need to be praying for your country and asking for forgiveness of mm. its sins so that the Lord can continue to work in it and bless it. Excellent point, Nathan. Wow, you said it so well. And we encourage, again, our listeners and our viewers, please pray for America, especially now in this uh, time of election that is coming up soon, and just give wisdom to the leaders of this country because we do need to all recognize that we're all at fault for certain things. And, uh, I mean, God is doing some wonderful things in America, but we see the direction that this country is headed, and it's really, really sad. So, Nathan, you're right. And with prayer, prayer changes things. And that's why here... I love it because you, you brought us into uh, those wonderful verses there that um, in verse 22, because of Daniel's prayer, it says, And he informed me and talked with me and said, Oh, Daniel, I have now come for, forth to give you uh, skill to understand. And that's something very important, right, Nathan, that we can gain that skill in understanding by the power of the Holy Spirit. Exactly. And he, again, look what Daniel was doing. He was dedicated to prayer. A lot of people are like, well, you know, I want God's guidance in my life. I want Him to, to speak to me. Well, God speaks to us through His Holy Spirit yes. in the Bible. You know, it's not a, an audio voice. If, if it is, it's super rare, you know. I, I've never <laughs> had experience it myself. But, uh, but that's how God speaks to us, through His Holy Spirit and through the Bible. And Daniel was dedicated to prayer and Scripture reading and all. And so God honored that, and that's how God answered his prayers as what they called supplications mm. and, and brother if we're not as christians in the bible and in the prayer yeah then god's not speaking to us we really need to be dedicated to that absolutely and nathan and also when it comes to understanding bible prophecy boy because you and i agree this passage in daniel 9 this whole chapter is not easy right <laughs> <laughs> uh, and this is called the prophecy of the 
70 weeks or the 70th week of Daniel, it is probably one of the most difficult prophecies of all the Bible to understand. I've actually been a little uh, hesitant uh, when you said we were going to cover this because this can get really deep. But I think that it is also one of the most important and I think that if anyone needs an apologetic, a, a truth, an argument to support why they believe in Jesus Christ, how they know the Bible's real, this prophecy answers that because it, it will give us the date when Jesus yeah. Christ uh, uh, fulfilled it. And so this yes. is extremely important to our understanding of both Jesus' first coming and Jesus' second coming. You know, Nathan, and that's why we really want to walk through this slowly because, honestly, we don't need to rush through it. And we'll just allow the Holy Spirit uh, to lead us and guide us. And we are, like always, uh, you and I, we're going to do our best and commit the rest to the Lord uh, and and, uh, let the Holy Spirit and the things that we don't know or don't understand, we'll just share that we don't know, we don't understand it. (laughs) So this way, uh, this way we'll minimize confusion. But, Nate, as I look at verse, um, these verses, also verse 24, I pulled out about six times there where we find that the purpose, it says, is to. And I was just highlighting the word to, to finish transgressions, to make an end to sin, to make reconciliation for iniquity, to bring in everlasting righteousness, to seal up visions and prophecy, and to anoint the most holy. And, and you know, Nate, what it reminded me there was a little bit of Matthew chapter uh, 24, because I just see here a number of different time intervals or time periods uh, in terms of when things are going to be occurring. And in Matthew chapter 24, uh, verses 1 through 3, if you could read for us that, because you highlighted for me a number of months back when we were looking at this, that this is also broken into different time periods as well. Uh, yeah, you can look at it that way. Uh, Matthew 24, 1 through 3 reads, Then Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came up to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said to them, Do you not see all these things? Assuredly, I say to you, not one stone shall be left here upon another right. that shall not be thrown down. Now as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us when will these things be, and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? Yes, and you, uh, you know, Nathan, there, there's a, a, a few things that is actually talking about there that it was pointing out. And then I realized, too, that uh, this prophecy that was given, some of it was going to happen in their time, some was not, some was going to happen in the future, right? And here in Daniel, going back to Daniel chapter uh, 9, noticing there verse 24, it seems that it's talking about the same thing. There's going to be a bunch of things happening, but in different time period. Can you talk to us about that, Nate, there in, Matthew, in, excuse me, in Daniel 9, 24? Well, when Jesus was uh, des- describing what would happen to the temple, that the, the, the temple in Jerusalem would be destroyed, and uh, the, the, the apostles, they wanted to know, what did that mean? And, and, right. and also they wanted to have other questions. They had three questions before they were, they were done. They want to know when these things would be. In other words, mm-hmm. when would the temple fall? And we know historically that was 70 A.D. Right. They also know what will be the sign of your That's coming. Amazing. In other words, Jesus has returned to bring his church off this earth. And then of the end of the age. The end That's of the age is tied to Jesus' right. fulfillment of his second coming where he returns to set up his kingdom. And that's the end of what's called the tribulation. So mm-hmm. there's three time periods. He's talking about the, what led up to the destruction of the temple, which is 70 A.D., the church age then, uh, waiting to the end of it, which would be the rapture, and we're waiting for that. Right. And then the end of the age, the end of the tribulation, where Jesus finally returns to set up his kingdom on earth. And likewise, I believe you're right. We're looking at Daniel. Uh, the angel Gabriel gives him 
a time period, which is 70 weeks, and we can explain what that is uh, in a minute, and then he breaks it down into what those different things have to happen during that time period. Exactly. And that's why, Nathan, that's why I figure if, as we walk through this a little slowly, maybe someone who's watching and listening and is new to Bible prophecy would not get too confused so they could recognize, hey, some things are occurring, they're going to occur, and some things are going to be in the future. And it's important for people to recognize that. Otherwise, they can get a little bit mixed up, you know? Exactly. Well, well let's start with Daniel's 70 weeks. Now, it says 70 weeks. Uh, the word, uh, Hebrew word for the, uh, is that actually Shavuot. It means sevens. And it means seven of anything. So is it seven weeks? Is it seven days? Is mm-hmm. it seven years? Uh, the text really doesn't say it. Shavuot means just sevens. But we can go and we can look at uh, the context and realize that this is talking about 70 weeks of years. Or right. when you look at that, that's 490 years. So that's really what the context is telling us. Uh, Daniel 9.24 also said, you know, 70 weeks have been declared for you, right. your people, and your holy sinners. So we know then that this is 490 years, and the focus is on the Jewish people, and the focus is on their holy city, which is Jerusalem. Mm. Excellent point, Nathan. And that's why we want to make that clear as we open up here, so that individuals can make the distinction as we're looking at this passage. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Now, let's take the first one, finished transgression. Uh, that refers to the Jewish people's rejection of God. Uh, transgression, Anatech's idea, is a rebellion. The rebellion yeah. of the Jewish people, the rejection of Jesus as their Messiah. And we'll read a little later about how the Messiah will be cut off. So we know that uh, at this time that the Jewish people will reject their Messiah, mm-hmm. and they will not accept him until, as Matthew 23-37 says, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Amen. So, they're looking for the Jewish people to open up their hearts for the Messiah before Daniel's 490-year period ended. And, brother, to this day, we're still waiting yeah. for the Jewish people to accept Jesus as Messiah. You know, Nathan, I was just about to say that. And there's a lot of Jewish people. I mean, I live here in the Aventura area. At least our ministry yeah. is right here. <laughs> yeah. Very Jewish. Yeah. Very Jewish indeed. But there's very, very few uh, that recognize Jesus as, as their Messiah. So even unto today, Nathan, we, we see this passage in its reality. I lived in Philadelphia many years, and other than New York City, it's probably the, the second largest yeah. area of, of Jewish uh, people living in the United States. So one out of every three people you met was, was Jewish there, had a lot of Jewish friends. Some were, were Messianic Jews. They'd accepted Jesus as Messiah. But most of them, they just they, there was just a total rejection. And actually a fear right. of even... Like they would be cursed if they even began to learn about Jesus Christ, mostly because they tie Christianity to the Holocaust. Uh, yes, believe Christians were behind the Holocaust, and we know that was demonic. It wasn't Christian, uh, but there's blinders on so many Jewish people today. They just don't understand it. They they look at the Messiah differently. They they see the Messiah as someone like Samson, where the Holy Spirit would come down mm-hmm. upon Samson and give him super strength, and then he would go and 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 be the hero, the champion right. for Israel. And that's what it, Jews, if you talk to them today, are waiting for. Mm-hmm. You go to Israel, you talk to any of them, they say, well, the Messiah, he's coming, he's going to be a political savior. He'd be like Netanyahu, for instance. If right. the Holy Spirit went on Netanyahu, and then Netanyahu went out and beat up all the Iranians <laughs> and, and all that, and that's the superhero the kind of guy that they're looking for. But that is uh, not the Messiah of the Bible. The Messiah of Bible prophecy 
that they were supposed to be waiting for and they just didn't recognize. Excellent point, Nathan. And you know, talking about Netanyahu, we need to pray a lot for Israel, right? As they're right now talking with the Russian uh, Vladimir Putin there. And there's just a lot of things that we need to pray for them. And I mean, the only hero really is going to be Jesus Christ that is eventually going to come and, and fix his mess. Right, right. We'll see as we continue to read through Daniel that the Jewish people will end up being tricked and accepting a false messiah. Mm. They'll accept the Antichrist as their savior. And the Antichrist will make a peace treaty with them for three and a half years, but he will break it. Now, I'm getting ahead of myself here in Daniel, but this is <laughs> pertinent to it, is that, that even with the Jew, Jewish people will be looking for a messiah, uh, they will pick a political one, and the political yeah. one, unfortunately, will be the Antichrist, not Jesus Christ. Excellent point. So you you talk you walking us through this, Nathan. So to finish that transgression, you spoke to us regarding that, and then we see also uh, some other things in, in, involved in there. Yes, uh, the next one of the period is the naked to witness the end of sin. Now the word translated sin refers to sin in our daily life, like dishonesty right. and morality. Uh, and the end of this sin will occur at the time when the Jews accept their Messiah and his earthly reign of righteousness Amen. begins. In other words, Jesus, not his coming at the rapture, but his coming at the second coming where he Amen. sets up his kingdom on this earth. Amen. That's an end of sin. Now, there won't be a total end of sin right. during the millennial kingdom, but it will begin the end of sin. The curse will be partially mm-hmm. lifted. Uh, the people yeah. will see Jesus face to face. and. So that's a period. So we're looking again at the end of these 490 years time period that Daniel gives us that the beginning of the millennial kingdom and end of sin being the pervasive um, way that people live. Exactly. Excellent. And you know, Nathan, thank you for, for pointing that out, that in the millennium, there will still be the ability for people to sin. So that will still not be the end, right? There's going to be another overthrow there uh, of the enemy. Yeah, yeah, that's the second battle of Gog and Magog. But brother, we might be overloading people if we get into that. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of Bible prophecy to chew up. Absolutely. But yeah, that, that's the end. You're right. The end of sin, that is the last. It's Satan's final rebellion. He leads uh, many people against Jesus Christ at the end of the thousand years. And Jesus destroys them with fire. And that moves us into the final great right throne judgment and into the eternal state. And that's really where we see the end of sin. That's the... There will yeah. be no more sinning anymore uh, in the eternal state. We'll be sinless. We'll be in our glorified bodies. The, the sin nature will be gone. Absolutely. And I'm sorry, Nathan. The thing is that not only are you and I two technical geeks, but we're also two Bible prophecy geeks. So we need to <laughs> we need to make this more like the ABCs, right, for our regular listeners and viewers. So we need to tone it down a little bit. I guess. My kids were listening to Weird Al Yankovic's white nerdy this morning. I'm like, well, that fits me. And I'm thinking... Man, Pastor Vic's too cool to be called white and nerdy. <laughs> <laughs> Not even white. <laughs> Not even. No, but it's, uh, we're excited, Nathan, because, I mean, like we said, we're walking through this slowly, these verses, because they could literally take you in, in so many directions. There's a lot of information here. There is. There's a tremendous amount of uh, Bible prophecy in here. So I like what you're doing, just breaking it down bit by bit. Absolutely. So, yeah, Nathan, sorry about Continue to take us through. Well, the third thing we get is uh, make an atonement for iniquity, for Israel's sins. Now, uh, that atonement occurred, of course, when Jesus died on the cross for our sins. His blood made atonement with God. In other words, made peace with God because the judgment that was meant for us Mm. went upon Jesus Christ. But it will not be applied to the Jews until they accept Jesus as Messiah. It's a free gift for anybody. Even today, if you cannot accept that atonement, then you are not forgiven. Your sins are still on you. 
as uh, John 3.36 says. But with, at the end of the seven-year tribulation that's coming, I'll give that, that's number seven right there, mm-hmm. is that the Jewish people we brought so much into uh, danger, so much into troubles by the Antichrist, that when they see Jesus come, they will recognize their Messiah and they will cry out for him to be their Lord. And that's when we'll see the making atonement for iniquity. They will have accepted Christ's salvation finally. That is awesome, Nathan. Thank you so much for sharing that. And that's that's why we know today that anybody that's watching, anyone that's listening, you know, today we have an opportunity also for the Lord uh, to cleanse and forgive us of our sins. And, and we really have to start with us confessing and starting our relationship with the Lord. And Nathan, I know we only have about a few minutes left to the first segment of our program. And we, we oftentimes like to pause a little bit, right, Nate? Maybe for that person that is new to the program, they're watching, they're listening, and they don't have a relationship with the Lord, where we want you to know that salvation is also available uh, for you today, just as it is for the Jewish people, it's also available for us that are Gentiles. And if you don't have a relationship with the Lord, we want to talk to you right now and share with you how you can begin the relationship. And, and Nate, maybe for that person that is out there, can you share with us briefly or maybe with them how they can come to know the Lord from wherever they are right now? I think we have to follow Daniel's example. Daniel was in prayer and supplication with God. He recognized that he was a sinner. He recognized that he was in rebellion against God when he sinned and he was seeking repentance. In other words, he was asking for forgiveness. That's what repentance is, to change, to turn around 360 degrees, excuse me, 180 degrees, to to go a different way. And that's what Daniel was trying to do. He was, Lord, please forgive me of my sins. And Daniel was a righteous man. The Bible is very clear about that. Ezekiel even said Daniel was one of the most righteous men on the planet. But even no matter how righteous we feel, compared to God, our works are like filthy rags to him. We are not pure. God is absolutely pure. Even if we're a little impure, we're still impure. And we need the atoning sacrifice of Jesus Christ. His death on the cross makes the judgment for our sins go upon him. And when you accept that in faith, when you repent of your sins, and ask Jesus to be your Savior, Mm. you too will be saved. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much. And, and it is that easy. And listen, if you trusted in Christ and if you need more information, you can always get a hold of us at 305-992-9537. Again, you tune into the Truth Will Set You Free TV, Radio Edition, Vic Batista, Nathan Jones. As we're looking at Daniel chapter 9, the 70th week of Daniel in God's Mighty Angels. And of course, as we're looking at this passage, we want to encourage those of you that are watching and those of you that are listening, make sure that you follow along with us, get your Bibles, maybe take some notes as we're walking slowly through these passages because there's a lot of incredible uh, information here. So, Nate, before we go on our break, we're looking here again, Daniel chapter 9. We're looking at these uh, 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 wonderful uh, time period clips of different things that are going to be talking about. And, of course, you talk to us there uh, about the uh, everlasting righteousness to seal up the visions. And we're going to get into that on the second segment of the program but Nathan, I know we ran out of time for the first thing, but I want to thank you so much for opening up for us this portion of Scripture and giving us this incredible understanding. Well, you're welcome, brother. I'm honored that uh, we could talk about this together. Awesome, and I want to thank you that are tuned in. And, of course, we'll be right back after the break. And hopefully you can stay tuned to the second segment uh, of our program. But, again, Vic Batista, Nathan Jones saying goodbye. Have a great week. May the Lord bless you. Remember, keep your eyes up. The Lord can return at any moment. Have a great day.
And hello everyone and welcome to the Truth Will Set You Free TV Radio Edition. I am Vic Batista along with Nathan Jones and we're transmitting live from 102.3 FM, truthfm.tv as well as tweetcasting.tv and of course our various networks. So we thank you for tuning in to the second segment of our program as we're talking about God's mighty angels in the book of Daniel. Daniel chapter 9, Daniel's 70th week. And of course, our lines will remain open if you'd like to text in your questions or your comments. Our local number is 305-992-9537 or 321-END-TIME, 321-363-8463. But before we continue on the second segment of our program, and ask Nathan Jones if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for the study of Daniel, Lord. Thank you for revealing to us whether it's lies in the future. And we have hope, Lord, in your victory. And if we put our faith and trust in you, and that we will be saved, not only from this world, but from eternally in hell. Lord, that we may live with you forever. Lord, we just praise you for it. We ask that you will bless this conversation for your honor and glory. Amen. Amen. Thank you. And of course, we thank you for tuning in and we thank you for praying for our program. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones, you're tuning in to the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition as we're looking at Daniel chapter 9. And today's program is sponsored by Calvary Chapel Aventura, Calvary Chapel Broward, and the Truth Will Set You Free Ministry. You can find more information here on twave.tv. We're always in need of prayer partners. Get a hold of us if you would like to be one of the prayer partners to pray here for our programs. Also want to invite those of you that are watching and listening to be part of Operation Christmas Child, wonderful ministry by Franklin Graham. And it's a great way to bless children around Christmas time uh, with a wonderful gift in a shoebox. And uh, you can be part of that by checking out Samaritan's Purse. And uh, you can always get a hold of them at one 800 353 Four nine or SamaritansPurse.org. And also make sure you check out the Billy Graham's Evangelistic Association this November as they're going to kick off their evangelistic outreach. And you can get more information there always in their uh, website. So we thank you for praying for those events. And of course, before we continue, I'm going to welcome Nathan Jones to the second segment of our program. Nathan, thank you for joining us again. Thank you for having me on. This is great information. And I'm glad you didn't go too far. You're just on the other end of Skype from Texas. <laughs> Isn't technology great? I just, it boggles my mind that we could be on different sides of the country and talk to each other just simultaneously, and that people all over the country, if not all over the world, can tune in at the same time or watch to an archive or listen to a podcast. And all at the same time, brother, it, the technology just blows my mind. And, you know, and the way technology is developing, I'm waiting because I think very soon I will be able to beam you into the studio, bro. I am looking for holographic Skype. I think it's coming. It's already starting to. Uh, the technology is there. It's just super-duper expensive right now. But, wow, won't that be something? I love that, holographic Skype. See, now, now, you gotta, now you're going to have me research more stuff because I love that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, uh, the uh, president of Turkey uh, did it. Uh, I saw a country music concert example where a country musician was able to be there, beamed in by hologram. Uh, is the technology there, brother? It just needs to be uh, a little pricier. And you could go back to Isaac Asimov in the 1950s with, and uh, read about that type of... He'd already envisioned it, and we're starting to see it become a reality 60 years later. You know, Nathan, this is just so awesome. That's why we really believe... And you know, Nathan, the things that we thought will be 50, 30 years away. We're noticing they're developing in five and even 10 years and at a fraction of a price of what it normally costs, right? A lot of our, the science fiction you think of the 60s, uh, take Star Trek, for instance, with yes. communicators and tablets and 
we have that today. You know, I know they're trying to work on the transporter. Wouldn't that be something? <laughs> uh, we are a long way from transporter, but yeah, the technology. Now, I am a little disappointed. You know, when we were kids, they were talking about jetpacks and yeah. colonies and going to Mars. And actually, I started off as a space science major because I, I wanted to go to Mars and be there one day. And that's not going to happen in our lifetime. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so the technology is just increasing in frequency and intensity. Just as uh, when we get up to Daniel 12, uh, Daniel will talk about that, how yes. technology will increase in the end times, and therefore we know that Jesus is coming back soon. You're absolutely right, Nathan. So I'm excited about that because people need to realize a lot of what we're going to be talking about really is applicable for today. So we pray, those of you that are watching and those of you that are listening, stay tuned for this incredible program. And Nathan, of course, briefly, would you be able to give us your contact information and maybe ways people can get a hold of you just in case someone is new to the program? Well, I'm evangelist and web minister for Lamb and Lion Ministries. It was founded by Dr. David Reagan. And uh, we also have other evangelists and, and staff people. And uh, Lord, our, our, it's our, just our passion to serve him. And so we desire for you to check us out, lamblion.com or christinprophecy.org. And there folks can get a wealth of information, including on our topic today. Just uh, do a search, go to our articles, and go under Daniel. We have yeah. a great article by Dr. Reagan on Daniel's 70th week. We also have a Christ and Prophecy television program where we interview different Bible prophecy experts and ask them about how they interpret uh, different aspects of Daniel. So people want to get more into the book of Daniel, yeah. they can do that through our website. Also our app, our Lamb and Lion app, available on every kind of device out there. It also has a Bible built into it, and people can study Daniel there as well. Excellent. Thank you, Nathan. And we want to give a shout-out to Don Perkins and According to Prophecy Ministry in the conference that they just finished, and I believe they can watch that on Ustream as well. So thank you, Nathan, for sharing just all the wonderful information. And, Nate, as we've been looking at Daniel chapter 9, I mean, really, we always say that our time flies together, but the first segment did fly. <laughs> it did. And we're covering an extremely difficult topic in Bible prophecy. It's been interpreted in a number of different ways, but yeah. there's a general consensus of the overall view, and that's what I believe I'm going to stick to. Yeah is the general consensus view so that people understand that the interpretation best because it is a hard bit of prophecy to understand it. You know, when you tell somebody what's on the future, from our perspective, it's hard to understand. But when we have the benefit of 2020 hindsight, we can look back and say, ah, oh, that's what it means. So there's a lot of that to the Daniel 70th week, but then there's some future aspects that haven't happened yet that we're going to be still scratching our heads and not quite sure what that is. Absolutely. And, and of course, Nathan, and I really appreciated that because as we uh, looked at Daniel 9, we were walking a bit slowly through verse 24. Would you be able to read verse 24, Nate, and maybe recap some of the three things that we touched on earlier? Okay. Well, the angel Gabriel has come down and answered Daniel's prayer, and God has a message through Gabriel to give to Daniel. And he's going to answer a question that's been deep on Daniel's heart. Daniel's people are in exile in Babylon. They want to go back to Jerusalem. They want to rebuild their, their country. They want to put God as their focus again. And Daniel's wondering, when is this going to happen? And this is God's response, verse 24. Seventy weeks are determined for your people and for your holy city to finish the transgression, to make an end of sins, to make reconciliation for iniquity, to bring in everlasting righteousness, to seal up vision and prophecy, and to anoint the most holy. Ooh, amazing. And of course, Nate, uh, you touched on a few things for us earlier. Maybe you can recap those as we move forward, just in case someone there didn't catch those points that we were making. Yeah, well, again, given the time period, it's uh, Shavuim, uh, Hebrew for sevens. 
And we know this is 77s, in other words, that's 490. And we'll look at the context and you can realize that's 490 years. So what he's doing is he's giving an answer to Daniel's prayer in a context of this will happen within 490 years. Ah, but there's something about that 490 years we'll get in later. Not necessarily 490 years, there's a break right. in between. But in the meantime, six different things will happen. A finish the transgression, to make an end of sin, to make atonement for iniquity, to bring in everlasting righteousness, to fill up vision and prophecy, and to anoint the most holy place. Mm. You know, Nathan, I love that, the way you express that, that there's a break, and we're going to be talking about that time frame and that time period. So, uh, excellent, excellent there. And yeah, Nathan, if you can continue to take us through there, uh, verse 24, that will be fantastic. Well, we talked about first in the last segment, the finish, the transgression. In other words, the, the Jewish rebellion against God, and how when Jesus returns, they're going to call out to him, and they're going to recognize him as the Messiah. That will also be, make an end of sin, or at least the beginning of it, because that will be when Jesus mm -hmm. comes and returns. He sets up his kingdom after defeating evil, and uh, the sin nature will be lifted partly, but uh, the true fulfillment of that is the end of sin is when we get into the eternal state. And there's also make an atonement for iniquity. In other words, the atonement is when Jesus shed his blood on the cross. Yes. But to be forgiven of your sins, you have to accept that, and the Jewish people don't accept that yet. They're still waiting for the Messiah. They did not recognize when Jesus came. Mm, excellent point. And of course, we know that uh, today we still have to continue to pray for the Jewish people, that God will open up their eyes and see the truth. So thank you, Nate. And then, yeah, Nathan, there's a few other things there that are very important uh, that we also want to highlight. Can you take us through those? Sure. Well, the fourth one is to bring in everlasting righteousness. Now, this is definitely the Messiah's earthly reign. Uh, the the thousand-year kingdom of Jesus Christ, as Revelation 20 tells us, will be de uh, described as a time of peace yes. and righteousness and justice. Now, that's just the beginning of it. Of course, the millennial kingdom, there will be people born. There will be people still mm -hmm. in sin nature. Satan will have one final rebellion at the end. So everlasting righteousness means that that's the eternal state. But the beginning of it is upon Jesus' return. And so that's the beginning to bring in everlasting righteousness. That was awesome. And I'm sorry, that's where we jumped ahead a little bit before because we were so excited, man. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's exciting. I mean, this is what we've been waiting for. As Christians, we see the world such a mess right now. Yeah. We're like, is this always yeah. going to be the way it is? But no, here God is clearly telling Daniel that this time period will come to an end. Their exile will come to an end, and they will see these things happen. They will see... Uh, everlasting righteousness come upon the world. Isn't that exciting? That's exciting. And you know, Nathan, we're looking forward to that, man, because there's just so many terrible things happening in this world, and we want to encourage the viewer and the listener, listen, there is hope. The Lord will come soon, and He will take care of this mess. And again, you tune into The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy, TV Radio Edition, Big Batista, Nathan Jones, as we're looking at Daniel chapter 9, Daniel's 70th week, looking at God's mighty angels. Thank you so much, Nate. And yeah, that, that's exciting. I can't wait um, uh, for these things. And of course, we believe the rapture is going to happen very soon. And then after that, Nathan, much of these things are going to develop. Exactly. Yeah, we're leading up to the second coming of Jesus Christ. And that is exciting because uh, it then answers the fifth thing that uh, God said through Gabriel, and that's sealing up vision and prophecy. Mm. In other words, all of prophecy, the 31% of the Bible that's prophetic, will finally be done. Amen. Finished. That's it. There'll be no more future prophecy. 
and we're looking forward to that. There's actually, uh, uh, the Apostle Peter referred to two types of messianic prophecy. Uh, those relate to the sufferings of Christ, which is his first coming, right. and those concerning the glories to follow, which is the second coming. We have seen the sufferings of Christ, and there's a lot of the prophecy that Daniel's being told involves Jesus' first coming. Yeah. But then there's also a lot that applies to his second coming, which we're still waiting for. Mm, excellent point, Nathan. Of course, that's why we encourage people to read through the Gospels, because there's a lot there, uh, prophetically speaking, and it outlines a lot of what we're looking here. Then the sixth one is to anoint the most holy place. Now, the most holy place for any Jewish people, you ask them, they, without a hesitation, the Temple Mount in Jerusalem. That is the most holy place. That's where the Temple was, both the first Temple from Solomon, the second Temple, Zerubbabel, and they're waiting for it to build a third Temple, but that won't last very long, as we know from prophecy. They're looking for a Temple that is not made by human hands. It's mm. made by Jesus Christ himself that will be there during the thousand-year millennial kingdom and then on into the eternal state, which is what's called the new Jerusalem, heaven on earth. And so we're looking for that time period where the anointing of the most holy place happens. And that's the most holy. So we know that if you read Ezekiel 40 through 48, that's a long description of the millennial kingdom and the millennial mm. temple. That's where Jesus Christ himself lives. He lives Amen. in the world. He is the temple. And uh, so we're anxious for that to happen, but clearly that hasn't happened yet. Certainly, the Holy Spirit dwells in the hearts of Christians, but that doesn't mean that he is physically here, ruling and reigning from Jerusalem. Excellent point. And Nathan, the closest thing right now is the Wailing Wall, right? That's why we see so many Jewish people going there and they're praying, and you've been there several times. I have, and the Wailing Wall is nothing more than a retaining wall for the Temple Mount. It's not even part of the Temple Complex. It just holds up the dirt that holds up the Temple Mount. Mm. But that's all the Romans left. They, this is Jesus said in Matthew 24 that the Romans, yeah. that the, the people who are to come, which we'll read about in Daniel as well, will tear up, the, so there won't lay one stone left upon another, as Jesus said about the Temple. And the Romans did that. They destroyed the Temple. They, they opened up every stone to see if any melted gold from the mm -hmm. Temple seeped in between the cracks. The Temple was totally obliterated. The Temple Mount totally obliterated, and all that's left is one retaining wall that's not even part of the Temple Mount. And that's where the Jewish people go. They pray, they lament, they put little paper prayers into the walls. Right. And uh, I've been there a few times, and it's really a touching place to be. It's also a very bright place to be. Those stones really reflect some light. Bring some sunglasses if you're going to the Wailing Wall. <laughs> well, Nathan, I'm so glad you shared that for us. I have not been there yet. I'm hoping to be there soon, Lord willing. But uh, again, go. Yeah. we need to go. Our ministry each year sends a group over to Israel, and it's like living the Bible. Great. So I recommend anybody who gets a chance, uh, eventually we'll all end up in Jerusalem there you one go. day. That's part of the being in the Millennial Kingdom is that the, the nations will each year go up to Jerusalem to uh, see Jesus. And, uh, but for now, it's well worth going and bring the Bible life to life for you. Praise the Lord. That is awesome. So, Nathan, again, excellent, excellent points that we highlighted there in verse 24. And then we notice, again, the prophecies just get even better and intensify with, uh, as we look into the following verses. Can you take us through verse 25 and on, Nate? Sure. 25 to the end of the chapter. Uh, actually, uh, let's look at verse 25 and 26. That would be fantastic. Okay. Know therefore and understand that from the going forth the command to restore and build Jerusalem and to Messiah the Prince, there shall be seven weeks and sixty-two weeks. The street shall be built again and the wall, even in troublesome times. And after the sixty-two weeks, 
Messiah shall be cut off, but not for himself. And the people of the prince who is to come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. The end of it shall be with a flood, and till the end of the war, desolations are determined. Woo. And uh, the reason why, Nathan, we didn't want to go too far, because, again, there's just so many prophecies here uh, that line up into this that we don't want people to get too lost. <laughs> It is, because this is where Daniel is being told that events are going to happen in a 490-year time period, but that it will be split up. And actually, the events for the, till the Messiah comes will be 483 years. Mm. Now, that bears the question... When did that 483 years begin? Now, there was, uh, if you go back to uh, 2 Chronicles 36, 22-23, it talks about a man named Cyrus. Uh, and Verse 20 reads, He carried an exile to Babylon, the remnant, who escaped from the sword, and they became servants to him and his sons until the kingdom of Persia came to power. The land enjoyed its Sabbath rest. All the time of its desolation it rested until the seven years were completed in fulfillment mm. of the word of the Lord spoken by Jeremiah. In the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, in order to fulfill the word of the Lord spoken by Jeremiah, the Lord moved the heart of Cyrus, king of Persia, to make a proclamation throughout his realm and to put it into writing. This is what king, uh, Cyrus, king of Persia, says. The Lord, the God of heaven, has given me all the kingdoms of the earth, and he's appointed me to build a temple for him in Jerusalem and Judah. Anyone of his people among you, may the Lord his God be with him. Mm. Let him go up. Now, What does that mean exactly? Because here we got this guy named Cyrus who was prophesied actually that he would by name 150 years before right. he even came on the scene that he would allow the Jewish people to return to their land. Now, 70 years that the Jewish people were in exile and the reason for that is that every 50 years the Jewish people were supposed to have what's called a Sabbath year, a year right. of Jubilees, a year where they left the land rest, they forgave debts, And over the 490 years that the Jewish people were in the land, they never held it. Never once. Even under David and Solomon, they never held a year of rest. So God was making them pay for those 70 years by putting them into 70 years of exile. Nathan, you know, that is amazing when you really consider uh, the, 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 how specific... When people study and when they read the scriptures, that's why it's so important, Nate, that we always encourage people, read through the whole Bible, right? Don't just take bits and pieces because it's like a puzzle. But it all really makes sense when you read it in its context. Right, right. And the Jewish people were certainly exiled for their sins, but particularly God wanted them to uh, follow his law. And never right. once, never once did they follow the Sabbath law. And so as Exodus 23, 10-11 through commanded, For six years, you're to sow your fields and mm -hmm. harvest the crop. But during the seventh year, let the land lie unplowed and unused. Then the poor among your people may get food from it. The wild animals may eat what they leave. Do the same with your vineyards and your olive grove. So every seventh year, they got a rest for a Sabbath year. But the year of Jubilees, they never obeyed it. And so God made the entire people exiled those 70 years to make up for the 70 years they didn't mm -hmm. do. And now, that left the land of Israel in rest. When the Jewish people were taken out of the land... The land of Israel was basically let go. It became like a wild, you know, if you ever had a garden and you didn't use it the next year and it just got overgrown with weeds and all, it rests, it rests as God says, and he was letting the land of Israel rest during those 70 years. Nathan, you're talking about my grass right now, okay? So I hope my wife is not listening to this program. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I had a garden this year. It didn't turn out too well, and I haven't <laughs> weeded it, and it's just gone, that's called fallow. I've let it go fallow. It's supposed to actually restore the dirt and make it usable. As a matter of fact, a lot of farmers today, they, they follow that. They, they let their fields every seven years rest, and, you know, they rotate depending on which field. And that's important. God, yeah. Believes, yeah. God understands how the ecosystem works. He built it. And uh, he believed that the land needed to go fallow, and he would provide double portion in the sixth yes. year to tithe the people over the seventh year. But the people never trusted God mm. in that sixth year. They never let the land go fallow. And then when the 50-year Jubilee came up, they didn't do anything with that either. And so it wow. ended up being that the Jewish people were in exile for those years that they didn't follow. And Nathan, I see there a lesson in obedience for all of us, right? There's so many things that the Bible tells us that we should do when it comes to trust in the Lord. And a lot of times we don't do it, especially like take, for instance, the area of tithing or giving. It's the same thing, right, Nate? God says, hey, I'm giving you 90%, 100% really. Uh, you just give me back 10%. And how many people, even when it comes to that, they don't obey? Well, it shows that it's a heart issue when you think about yeah. it. Because we're being greedy when we're not giving to the Lord. And the Lord doesn't need our money. That's but right. The money is used to help other people, to serve other people. I mean, look at the purpose for, for the Sabbath year there. It was for the poor people mm -hmm. to, to glean food from whatever wild we grew. It was for the wild animals to get food. And there was a purpose for it. The land needed to rest. It, it needed to, as the rains brought more minerals in, to replenish the land. And the people were killing the land. And they were sinning against the Lord by sinning against his creation. Yeah. And it was for our good that God gives us laws. But we are greedy. We rebel against it. And God made the Israelites pay for those 70 years. Nathan, and you know, and like the Bible says, God will not be mocked, right? Whatever I've been sold, that he will also reap. And, and it really is very applicable here. It is. It is very applicable. Now, this 70 years, I read, read you Cyrus's decree, which was actually made in 436 B.C. Right. Now, if the Messiah was cut off before the last seven years, we're talking about 483 years mm -hmm. uh, between the decree to rebuild Jerusalem and for the Messiah to be cut off. So there's actually four different decrees, believe it or not, uh, four different Persian rulers. There was Cyrus, which we read in 536 right. B.C., uh, but that would have made uh, the end time 54 B.C., and Jesus wasn't even around until at least 4 B.C., mm -hmm. so that one wouldn't work. Uh, King Darius, he also uh, he gave authorization to rebuild the temple, right. but the timing doesn't work right there. There was another king named Artaxerxes in 5, 458 or mm -hmm. B.C. Uh, that would bring us up, and then there was another decree by Artaxerxes in Nehemiah 1, and uh, chapter 2 as well, and uh, he made a decree. As, so you can look at, there's different timing that, that people look at those. Uh, exactly. A common one is to look at that fourth degree by Artaxerxes. If you go to our website and read Dr. Reagan's article, we'll make the argument for Artaxerxes' first decree. And if it, either way, brother, it either brings us up to the point where Jesus began his ministry. Yes. Or it brings you up exactly to the day that Jesus Christ wrote in in the triumphal entry, which we call Palm Sunday today. I mean, does that blow your mind? I mean, that's just amazing. And, and that's why people say, what, that the Bible has errors, that the Bible is not accurate? Well, I don't know what Bible people are reading, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could give you some interesting calculations. I heard John MacArthur go through the calculations, and uh, I, I read through them in uh, another book, Sir Robert uh, Anderson. Yes. And uh, yeah. they calculated down to day... Either, depending on which decree you take, 
And mm-hmm. Jesus declared that his ministry, which lasted for three and a half years, or Jesus' triumphal entry, where the people shouted, Hosanna, Hosanna! Yes. And they put the palm branches in front of him, and he rode in, and they accepted him as Messiah, only to crucify him that same week. And so that's where the Messiah is rejected, that's where the Messiah is cut off. And brother, if there is anything that should help people believe that the Bible is the real deal, it's divinely come from God, it's the fulfillment of Bible prophecy. And this Bible prophecy was fulfilled as 483 years to the day that Jesus rode in. Now talk about, you you know, that's what, and people today, they play the lottery hoping to win. I say, men stick to the Bible. It's more accurate (laughs) than anything else. Yes, yes. But then that leaves us with an extra seven years. What do we do with that? The Messiah was cut off. There is now seven years that are unfulfilled, and those seven years point to the return of Jesus Christ. And here we've been 2,000 years now, man, in the church age, and Jesus hasn't come back. So we know that there is a break between the 483 years and the final seven years. And our brother, I believe that we are living in the church age now, which yeah. ends in the rapture of the church as God takes all believers up to heaven. Then the, seven year, the 70th week of Daniel, that last seven years will happen, and that will usher in the return of Jesus Christ at the end of those seven years so that all 490 years of this prophecy will come true. Woo! I mean, that is just amazing, Nathan. And I really believe that's why we're so excited. And that's why we're taking our time doing this. Because people need to recognize the times. You know, we are a special group of people, right, Nathan? A special generation. And individuals need to recognize, really, God has chosen us to be alive in such a time as this. We're the generation that has seen Jerusalem be retaken by the Jewish people. The Israel become a nation again just as Jesus prophesied what happened with the fig tree parable. That means we're the generation that will see Jesus Christ return. That is something to be excited about. That's absolutely. And you know, Nathan, I, I pray that anyone watching and listening will also recognize that with that comes the, the fact that we don't have a lot of time before, uh, you know, we have the, the, the opportunities that we have now before the Lord returns. And that's why anyone watching or listening, listen, if you don't have a relationship with the Lord, God loves you. God has a plan for your life. And it starts with a relationship with Jesus Christ so that you will be able to experience all the things that we're talking about. And that if the rapture were to occur right now, that you will be going to heaven with us. And Nate, I know we only have about 30 seconds or a minute left of the program. Again, would you be able to just share a quick invitation to that person watching and listening? Maybe how they can start that relationship with the Lord even right now. Well, I think we, as we've gone through this prophecy today, we understand that the Bible is the real deal. It is the real Word of God. And in the Word of God, Jesus tells us that if you believe in Him as the Son of God and repent of your sins, you will be saved. Mm. All you have to do is pray from your heart, Dear Jesus, please forgive me of my sins and be my Savior. And He promises that you will be atoned, your sins atoned. In other words, your sins forgiven. The wrath of God is off you and on Jesus Christ. And just pray that in your heart, and you too will be saved. Praise the Lord. Wow. Thank you, Nathan. What a wonderful way to close that second segment of our program. And again, you have been tuned into the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy TV, Radio Edition, Vic Batista, Nathan Jones, looking at Daniel chapter 9, Daniel's 70th week. Again, talking about God's mighty angels in the book of Daniel. And of course, we ran out of time for the second segment of our program. But we want to thank you all for tuning in and being part of the program. And of course, Nathan, I want to thank you for opening up these wonderful scriptures to us once again. Well, thank you for hosting the show, brother. It's a great show. So appreciate it. 
Awesome, awesome. Thank you, Nathan. And the rest of you, have a great week. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. Again, our lines will remain open, 305-992-9537, just in case you are in need of prayer or 321 end time. We pray that you all have a wonderful week, and I pray that the Lord will use you mightily wherever you are. Again, thank you, Nathan Jones, and thank you all for tuning in. Have a great week.